Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. Want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. In this episode, we get to speak with Shanna Forstall. She has been involved in storytelling since she was a little girl playing dress up with her siblings and friends. She's always been captivated by unique real life stories and lured by the power of fables and myths to teach life truths. She has been a working professional. She has been a working professional in the entertainment industry since 2007. She has produced eight short films in the U.S. that tackle social issues and several video projects in India to support a school for disabled children and Indian eunuchs. Shana is also an award-winning actress with over 100 IMDb credits and published her first children's book last year. She's also currently releasing an LP of children's bedtime stories, an LP of guided meditations, and launching an interactive art project called We Can Hear You. Let's listen and learn more about how her journey began. Shanna, thank you so much for coming out to the podcast. Absolutely. I'm excited to be here. So Shanna, tell us a little bit about yourself. I mean, uh, looking from your LinkedIn profile, you've done so many amazing things over the past many, many years, and it's almost like uh, we are in line with what we love to do. I mean, you've been on camera talent, you've been, you know, producing, you've been public speaker. And I have, you know, dreams of being a, you know, an actor or a producer in, in many different ways. And it's just love to see others that are doing the same thing. Now, the one thing I think you've been working recently on is creating some really awesome music for um what's the word for young people that's for young right people right yeah so tell us a little bit i've i've been you know i call myself a storyteller because i i use a variety of mediums and sometimes i'm in front of the camera or the performer sometimes i'm the writer sometimes i'm the producer you know I'm all sides of this this project of her project, I'm on all sides of it. Um, so I just have come to call myself a storyteller because I think that's what I've been since I was a little girl. When I look back, you know, I was always living in my imagination. I was always playing dress up. I was always doing those things. And then as I got older, that turned into, you know, live multi-art theater. And then it turned into film and TV when I found that market. And um, most recently, um, I released a children's book last year because I've been working with kids on the spectrum. And so I released a children's book. And then now I'm doing a series of children's stories that are crafted specifically to help children relax, to deal with anxiety, to soothe them, to calm them, and to put them to sleep at night. And so that's why I reached out to you originally is because, you know, there's so much going on in our world right now. I have such a heart for parents, especially uh, parents that are dealing right now with this current crisis, and especially parents with kids on the spectrum. And we have um, this gift, this asset that we want to give to people to help them to soothe their children, to help them to rest, whether it's nap time during the day or at bedtime at night. Absolutely. Um, and it's, it's a, it's a tough business to be in, to be a parent in this time with COVID-19, you know, 
especially if you're working from home and right. you've got a, you've got somebody who's you know under two years old, under five years old. It's really hard to keep them engaged and keep your mind and be able to also perform the, the duties that you're asked to do on a daily basis. So tell us a little bit about, you know, how did you get into the children's books and, and what inspired you to get to that? I mean, you did tell us that, you know, in this time yeah. and age, we are, we are, you know, it's, it's a crazy time, but you said you, you launched this book last year. So, um, so last year I was working with a group of boys who are all in the autism spectrum and um, I had this idea for a children's book. So I am not an artist by any means. So I reached out to the young woman that I was working with at the school over there and I said, hey, you know, do you have any young people who can illustrate because it's not something I do. I have this idea for this book and I'd love to hire one of the kids. And she's like, yes, actually we have this kid who's been doing animation. He's fantastic. And so I met with him. His name is Matthew Dugan. And together we worked on this children's book called Why the Girl Became the Cat. And that was the first story. It was the first story I wrote. And it was the first story I hired a young man to illustrate. And, um, and we've actually put that book out. It's available for sale now on Amazon. Nice. And all the proceeds, yeah, and all the proceeds from that go back to help us hire more young people um, on the spectrum to do more work on kids' stories. So that book got out there. And then um, we also did a digital book and we ended up hiring boys to work on the digital book. We had an editor, two editors, we had a shooter, we had, because we did a behind the scenes story on it to focus on the kids and their contribution. Yeah. All of that is on our site at whythegirl.com. But um, we ended up hiring multiple kids. So then um, I got a call this year from a friend who is a very experienced instrumentalist. He writes original music. He's got followings all over the world, mm -hmm. different countries, because his music is instrumental. You know, and he said, Shanna, I, I want to add to my repertoire on my YouTube channel and on my outlets to have music that has bedtime stories for kids. It's something I'm getting requests for. And I was like, oh, and he's like, do you want to write more stories? And I was like, of course I want to write more stories. They make me so happy. So I wrote um, more stories and we went into the studio and we started recording five new bedtime stories together and started prepping them for a summer release of an LP. And so in the meantime, of course, COVID happens. And we looked at each other and we're like, oh my gosh, parents are going batty right now. What can we do to help them? So we were like, let's get this LP out sooner than we planned. Let's start yeah. releasing one every other week as fast as we can. So these parents have the asset so that when they go to put their child down to rest for nap time or nighttime, that they have these stories and these songs to listen to. And so that's what we've been doing. We've been pushing them out. We've actually just got back in the studio, recorded two more. We're going to be rolling regular stories out and people can listen to them for free. Most people yeah. on Spotify, um, they're going to, come, going to be on YouTube mm -hmm. and they're coming out on iTunes if they want to buy it. I think it's 99 cents or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's coming out on all the digital outlets and we have a series of stories. The third one will release this week. And, um, and we're going to be continuing to add new content. And the purpose of that is to help parents during this anxious time while they're anxious, kids are anxious, nobody knows what's happening. There's all this weirdness going on. Uh, we wanted to give parents this asset to help their kids relax and nice. soothe and, and rest. And they're also good for parents. I actually have adults who've said, I'm using your sing yourself to sleep to pull myself to sleep at night. Lovely. That's I can't say so I haven't done it. I've listened yeah. to it too to put myself to sleep. <laughs> So oh yeah, we're God, excited. We've been rolling this out and we hope that parents will use them because we've created it especially for them and rushed them so that parents would have them right now during this time. It's, it's a that's, crazy time. 
That's really cool. And music is is a is a really strong motivator. And when you put yes. it in context with a story that's helping you, like right now, my kids, they love to listen to to the to this audible book, um, the rabbit who doesn't want to go to sleep or something like that. <laughs> so Roger Rabbit in there, right? So yeah. they they've got some keywords in the story go to sleep now like like all spread out right right now yeah right <laughs> but it funny. doesn't it doesn't really work after a while but they just like to listen to the story yeah. like all right i'll listen to the story and they're like two versions in there and then they're like all right now i can go to sleep kind of thing so this would be yeah. a nice alternative to that yeah and we've worked to make them really soothing like i have to say i have a pretty soothing voice i mm. i did my first i'm working on a meditation album now and the other night I did the first one and I tried to listen to it before I went to sleep so I could give notes to my producer. And I'm telling you, 10 minutes in, I tell the people listening, I'm like, I have my permission to doze off because I'm going to continue to speak into your subconscious and you can just rest. I literally went to sleep. That was the last thing I heard and I went out. And so I called my producer and I'm like, I don't know what happened after that, but we're doing pretty good work here because I knocked myself out. I was trying to listen to it too. He goes, Jenna, I have to get up and walk around when I'm editing because I go to sleep in the booth. Like I'm just like, you know. so we're having so much fun. Last time we were recording, his dog went to sleep and was, was, uh, we were laughing about this. His dog was snoring so loud. Uh -huh. We had to wake the dog up because he was messing up the recording because of the, just uh, my voice and the peaceful music. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's that's so good uh, we were laughing i was like next time we're gonna get a picture of this of all of us just eat out all over the studio <laughs> snoring because we put ourselves to sleep oh my god that's 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 rich that's absolutely yeah. rich for sure but jeff's music is amazing if you're not familiar with him it's jeff gold jeff gold music and the, the site is my calm world but He's been writing music for years. His music is known to be very soothing and I like to work to it. Some of his music, some is meant for more focus and some yeah. of it's more for relaxation and it's lovely. He just has a gift. And also we've seen that children on the spectrum have a really good response to his music. They love it, they love it. And it's very soothing, which can be really important for parents with kids who have high anxiety and things like yeah. that. Um, and then we work of course with the soothing voice, the soothing music, and then every story has built in I am basically saying all the things that I wish had been said to me as a child. <laughs> what I wish I'd learned it for. That's what you're hearing on this album. Uh, but it's about peace. It's about loving people and accepting people that are different. There's every story has a different message. Um, yeah. Last, our last one to come out was Marcy Lou was an artist. And it's about a little girl who may not really be good at art, but she mm -hmm. does all kinds of art. And that about how art is for art's sake. And it's not for performance. It's for the process of art makes the world a better place um and so uh, we have all so these true. lovely stories and we also yeah. all of our we have children of color we have boys we have girls we have animals we have all things and kinds of creatures and people and lovely things represented in our stories and we just we want the world to be safe and happy for these children and we want to teach them model to them how to love oh my goodness what a tootie oh hi you want to say hi? Beautiful baby. Hi. So this is Danya. She's two years old. Danya. Hi, come, precious. Probably come here to request her DJ dad to play some music. Oh, I see. 
Well, I hope you listen to my songs. I need to send you a copy of my book. What do you think? You too. <laughs> so that's really that's really awesome. I mean, uh, you know, you're you're just running with it, and then telling stories is is an awesome way to keep your mind mind occupied, to keep the kids' minds occupied, because yeah. they're they're not not only are they learning new stuff, but they're also keeping their own mind sharp. Yes, and there are positive messages in there, and sometimes I don't dumb it down like i think that i think that children learn language by hearing it and also i sometimes i put in slang that i think adults will appreciate where it's like uh phrases that i i heard when i was a child that i think if we don't carry those on they won't continue yeah yeah and things like that so there's some there's some stuff in there for children and adults and I, i've gotten a really good response back on it nice yeah my my for daughter ages my daughter, anytime she falls, she she uses the words "oopsie daisy." Like, <laughs> so where cute. did you get that from? <laughs> oh, that's so cute. So we're car- we're carrying some tradition ar- around, right? Along as we go. Aww. Awesome. So we've got some awesome music. We got some. We we got. We didn't get to hear a little bit of your journey of how you got here. Uh, I mean, we 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 talked about you know how you're helping. Um, create purpose for you know uh kids in, on the spectrum having them work and you know create stuff that they love to do because they have very yeah. strong you know um habits or very strong lenience leniency towards one thing or another and yes. they, they excel at that so, so i yeah so I've, I've been a creative my whole life but like i i started in my 20s i did a lot of like humanitarian aid work. I worked with nonprofits um, and I did a lot of creative projects in my community. And then as I rolled into my thirties, I kind of turned into some marketing, mm. I started working with um, bigger companies. I started working with bigger nonprofits and things like that. And then when I found the film industry, that changed everything because it yeah. kind of gave me a place to put my talents um, as a performer, but also as a producer and an organizer and a marketer to use. And then I started, you know, I started acting professionally. I started doing all these things. And then after so many years, I was like, okay, I'm ready to produce. So then I started producing short films, which I have now eight, I believe it, under my belt, not counting projects I've done in India that were like more documentary style, um, things like that. Um, I'm working, I'm producing now on two longer length documentaries. I'm writing a feature film that I want to produce, shoot part in India actually uh, next year, hopefully. Um, and then when I want to shoot Louisiana, I mean, it just continues to grow. You know, as a producer, I've gone from just someone who just kind of acted and knew I wanted to produce to producing small projects. And now it's moving to the bigger level of producing documentary content. And then now there's the whole children's content. Yeah. Opened up and it's been really fun. So there's no telling where that'll lead as well, because <laughs> I'm just a child. I mean, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I may be grown up in this body, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> There's always that little girl in here who just wants to play. So that's right. I'm excited that's right. to see where all this is going to lead. That's really powerful. I I like it. You know, you you're you leaned into what you love to do. You leaned into yes. you know what, may, you know, fascinated you, and you just went for it. And learning the different things along the way, and then putting them all together. Because I think that's yeah. that's something that we forget about is that hey, you can go, you can have multiple careers. And then bring it all together into your passion because as human beings, we have such, like, we have more broad thoughts than any other animal in the animal kingdom, right? Right. 
And that's what makes us, you know, that's what makes us superior or makes us, uh, give, gives us that upper hand in being able to overcome adversity in so many different ways. Right. Right. And, you know, honestly, it wasn't until the last like year or two where I really started to put together who I was and I was able to to put it down into two words. One is storyteller, which kind of summed it up because I I had such a, a varied career and history that I sometimes I look at myself and I'm like, Shanna, can you just not settle? Like, is something wrong with you that you have to do all these different things? But you're right. I mean, we have gifts in different areas. We have passions in different areas. We have all these abilities and things. And it's like, sometimes we're told, well, you have to just be one thing. And that is yeah. not true. To be good humans, we really are doing multiple things. And and in the last year, I've been able to really encapsulate that and go, I am a storyteller and I am an advocate. With all the work that I've done, I'm always fighting for somebody who needs a voice. I'm always yeah. elevating someone's voice, whether that's people of color with mass incarceration, like the project I'm doing right now, or you know, the eunuchs in India, or underprivileged children, or autistic children. Like I'm always... I have always been raising someone's voice. So yeah. a storyteller and an advocate, they go together hand in hand as long as the work that I'm doing is doing that. And I could be a producer sometimes on those projects yeah. and or a talent on those projects. You know, um, I've got two short films in post right now. One is on, uh, you know, the impact of abuse, spousal abuse and, and abuse in a family. And the other one is on mass incarceration. I wrote both of them starred in both of them. I'm producing both of them. Um, but for me, they're very personal stories. Again, not literal, yeah. metaphorical. They're not my exact story. They're metaphorical, yeah. but they are to show, to bring a problem to light and then to model show and show ways of dealing with these problems and these issues yeah. that we face as humans. How can we hurt each other less? How can we heal and recover from pain or things that we've suffered in trauma? And that's, that's my journey. I just, I know it like I know it, like I know it now, like more than I ever have in my life. I find yeah. understand who I am and how that works together. And it's taken me a long time to figure that out. You know, I'm only a few years from 50. It's yeah. taken me this long to figure out that what I'm doing really does make sense. And it really does all fit together. And finally, after honing my craft for decades, I can say I am a storyteller and this is what I do. And finally finding ways to start to monetize that to make a living <laughs> you know it's always been passion i've always yeah, been doing it exactly I'm finally getting to the place of like okay i can actually get to the level of a professional so that i can make a living doing this and I'm, I'm just so happy i love it i'm so grateful every day that i'm doing things that i believe in and being yeah. able to tell stories that are really important no that's that's really powerful and when, when you said you know it, you're just now putting it all together that's true for a lot of us because uh, when you're working for somebody else, you are you are just a passenger in a bus, right? They're driving it. But unless you take the wheels and decide and, and spend the time to like, okay, this is what I really want out of me and this is my why. And and I've been I've been struggling with that same thing. You know, what is my why? Like why do I want to do something? Why am I doing, you know, this podcast or why? do I want to go to, into acting or what would I want to do a movie or, or a TV show or whatever? So there, there are the small whys and then there are the big why, like this is what I stand for. This is, and it yeah. takes time. You know, you, you can't be a 20 year old and say, this is my why. No, you right. haven't really, you know, lived right. life. Um, but sure. There are a ton of people that, that take, adversity at a young age and now they're in their 25s or they're almost 30 and now 
they can kind of start a new company or go that route. But again, you have to have those opportunities. You have to have those experiences or connections or, you know, there's people in your life that are pushing you to excel at that, those things. So there's so many different. Yeah. And I think it's a journey of the artist to have to figure out how to monetize your craft. It's very difficult. And it, it's very frustrating to me in the United States that it is really hard to make a living as an artist. Yeah. That if you are an actor or a producer or a director or any of those things, it can take years mm-hmm. to where you can start to make a living with what you're doing. And it's unfortunate because these things are necessary to the development of our culture, to, yeah. the, um, to the, the evolution of us as humans. We must have stories. We must continue to tell them. We must tell stories of things that have happened and then warn of things to come. Like that is so necessary to us yeah. as human beings. And yet it's not rewarded. You know, I could have been an attorney. I was top of my class. I was told you should be an attorney. You should be a doctor. You should be something like that where you have a guaranteed, you know, income and you can make a difference in the world. But my heart was an artist and there was just no way I was going to do that. Yeah. I would have died. My soul would have died, you know? And so I had to pursue my path, which meant I made no money for the first 20, 30 years of my life. Nothing. Nonprofits working for Know, just scraping by because I was doing what I was passionate about. And so it's frustrating, but it is part of it. You should expect that your craft, your passion may not make money for a while. And part of it is because you're not really that good yet. Right. Absolutely. I've been doing this for 15 years professionally. I have over hundred probably credits on IMDB at this point. And do I consider myself great? No, I am finally, finally good at some things. Yeah. But there is so much to learn about the craft of storytelling there's so many sides to this that every day I'm learning there's so much to learn and so I look at people who are like me 15 years ago and like I don't understand why I can't book a lead in a film it's like because you know nothing <laughs> like you really don't you can study for three to five years and you still don't really know nothing you can do a small role you can do Absolutely. whatever you can do it okay but to be a lead to to have decades of knowledge in your head and experience on set and all those things takes time oh yeah you know Absolutely. the actors that we really appreciate you look at them they have life experience they have knowledge and industry experience they understand not only the lines and how to act but they understand camera and they've learned to control their body and their voice and all these things and to to, to make performances that make us weep those people exactly. they earned it 99 percent of the time they earned it they didn't just yeah. wake up with a gift no way no you know way. i mean it's rare that someone has this ability to connect but yeah there's so many technical sides to this business so you know we have to put in the time and energy and like you said focus on what is it that really matters to me and that may take 10 hours of your week Mm -hmm. and i can tell you how many hours i still give i still give every week hours and hours and hours to nonprofit work because i can't stop because i believe in it and because i just you know i mean like every day i'm i'm doing so many things and then i go i take on something else you know this week i adopted a 2020 senior i'm like what am i doing (laughs) but i was just like i couldn't help it i was like i have to this trans kid needs to be adopted of course i'm adopting him and you know and and it's like it's when it's in your soul when it's in your blood when it's your passion you cannot run from it absolutely you cannot run from it and you shouldn't and i think if we just like you said pursue it and if we get better and better at it, then hopefully it will find a way to, the universe will find a way to take care of us financially or whatever. So we yeah. get to a place with more. And what's, what's really important, uh, and in this time and age that we're in right now, uh, especially with COVID-19, yeah. 
and the 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 devices that we have access to it's almost like everybody's on the same playing field yeah. because we have daily night shows host shooting with their own smartphones yeah in their living right? room or in their in their own living room <laughs> yeah. right and somebody like me and you we're we all we have the same devices that we're using yeah. so it all comes down to okay they have a ton of experience in how to talk what they're missing is the audience because they're used to talking to an audience, but now yeah. they're talking to the camera. Yeah. And yeah. so if you, if you are really passionate about acting, you know, start doing it in front of the camera, start yeah. doing it, spend 10 hours a day if you can yeah. to perfect that art to be you know, considered because there's uh, so on backstage.com, there's a ton of, there's a special tag now work from home. So you can look up content, yeah. right? So it's been, it's, a, it's going to be a totally different future for it all is. of us going forward. And there's two sides of that. I mean, the one thing about it is it has made, uh, technology has made some things accessible to us. You know, we just went a few weeks ago and shot before, right? Right as COVID was hitting, when I was finishing shooting my short film in Louisiana that I, was, I wrote, produced, and starred in. And a team of 25 people that we brought in, uh, and we were shooting in, in North Louisiana. And, you know, Technology has made it to where we can afford to shoot something that is Roma-esque. I mean, it's gorgeous. It's black and white. It's long sweeping shots and a crew of 25. But we are able to do that at a fraction of the cost of what film would have cost years ago, right? So that's the beauty of it. The other bad side of this is that yeah. because technology is so readily available, everybody thinks they're a photographer, even though they don't understand a camera <laughs> at all. Everybody thinks they're a filmmaker, even though they have no knowledge. And everybody thinks they're an actor because they can produce a reality video in their living room. And yeah. so that's my concern is that quality is coming down. So one of the things I'm really big on with my team with the work that I'm producing for the future mm. is trying to get as good as we can with the resources we have. Yeah. Because, you know, there are, there is a learning curve. My first couple of films, Lord, hide, but I, you know, but I, I accomplished some great things, but what ended up on the screen, because it's such a process to make a film, it is. Um, was not, you know, now when I look at it, I'm like, eh. at the time <laughs> it was great. We didn't know what the hell we were doing. You know, we, I got 75 people to work for me for free on my first film. I got the camera <laughs> gear donated, but then when I look at it, I'm like, wow, you know, there were so many issues with the script and the story. But I was still proud because I, I accomplished a lot. So we you should did. keep making content. Yes. Also, we should keep striving to be really good at what we do. Because if people are distracted by the sound or the what's happening or, you know, whatever's going on that shows how, you know, crappy it is because it's, it's, you're not doing a good job or you're not focused or you don't really know what you're doing, that can distract from your story. And for me, I want them, I, I, I'm a sucker for beautiful stories. I want to create movies that you watch and just go, oh, this is so beautiful, you know, aesthetically. I just, I, I'm a sucker for gorgeous aesthetic films and very small, intimate performances that you can, that you can capture it, you know. Um, so that's my goal is just how good can I be with the least amount of resources, you know, because you never have enough of what you want or need to make something. Absolutely. I think you said it really well, you know what, you gotta, you gotta do the practice, you gotta put in the work and one thing that I keep that keep coming up to me is like, you're not going to have a good book if you don't have bad books. You're not going to yeah. have a good journal or a good blog post if you, if, you, if you don't have any bad. I mean, how can you say I practice writing a book when you don't even have a bad book? Right. So how can you say that you're a good actor if you don't have any bad acting 
to show off. And, right? and just because we can self-publish doesn't mean we should just throw anything out there, you know, and, and there are people who can guide you. There are coaches that can help you. You have an idea they can teach you how to write. I'm working with a screenwriting coach right now because that is not my forte and I'm not trained, but I know I can do it. And I'm working with someone who's a very high level professional who can help me create something that I can be really proud of. And I'm learning from them every step of the way, you know, is it yeah. costing me? Yeah. You know, I had to take that out of my budget and find it, but it's worth it. You know what I mean? And that's where we have to be serious about our craft. Even if it's just, you know, sometimes if, is it a hobby or is it a craft? You know, is it a passion exactly. for me? This is a passion. And if I want to be a professional at this, I can't just pull this out of my head. I have to work. I have to train. I have to be good. It's like saying I want to be a martial artist and then, you know, hey, look at me. I can kick, you know. <laughs> okay. Get in the studio for five years and then talk to me about you're a martial artist. Go train with someone who's a black belt that can exactly. take you around a little bit. Then talk to me about you being a martial artist. Just because you watched a Kung Fu movie and kicked your Cheetos bag doesn't mean you're a martial artist. There's a difference. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's the problem with, you know, I think with things being so readily available, everybody wants to say they're a producer. Everybody wants to say they're, you know, this, that, and the other. But really, are you? And at what level? And what can we do to get the craft better? What can we do to make each other better? What can we do to learn from each other? Absolutely. Collaboration. Every project is different because of who comes into it, the entities that bring their creative gifts. I'm always looking to see who can I hire, who can I talk into working with me that is better at this than I am. I want somebody better than me. You know, if I'm the best one or the smartest one and the most experienced, that's a crappy person. That's a crappy crew for me. Yeah. I want people who have way more experience than me that can Absolutely. teach me things on the way. You know? No, you, those are, those are excellent points. And I, I love every single one of them because you want to hire somebody who's better than you. So they are the expert. You, you're hire, you're paying them not to be just like you. It's because what they're bringing to the table. I'm not a fan of yes people. I'm a fan of people who pull me and stretch me and say, Shanna, you can do better. Let's do this better. Let's do this. If we find another $5,000, we can make this this much better. If we change the score again, we can make this this much better. You know, if we get this level of a, of a DP over this level, this film is going to be that much better. I want to be pulled. I want to be stretched. And I do the same with my crew. You know, I, tell, I have yeah. a rant that I give at every start of every shoot. And it's about creating our best work. I'm like, if we are not here creating our best work, what are we doing? We should just go home. And I'm sorry, if we're not stepping it up a level, if this is not another level up from the last thing we have done, each of us individually and collectively, then what are we doing? Go home. Exactly. Let's get better. Why not? We're going to be here together for so many days working our booties off. You know, why would we not make it our best work? Why would we not really focus and all try to grow, learn, and come out of this stronger and better? Why would we not do that? But sometimes Absolutely. we get distracted, you know? I love it. I love every single bit, Shanna. Thank you so much. Now, I do have some questions for you at the end of our show. Sure. Um, what is one hobby that you wish you got into? I wish I'd gotten into? Okay, well, I have a list because I'm turning 50 <laughs> in two years and I have all these things I keep telling men. I'm like, when I'm in my 50s, I'm going to take swimming lessons and I can swim, but I'm not a good swimmer. Uh -huh. I get better at swimming. And I told him, I was like, when I'm in, when I'm in my 50s and 60s, I want to be a birder. I want to be those little people that walk around binoculars and they like, they know the birds and they know the sounds because I love birds, but I've yeah. never taken the time to learn about them. 
And I was like, I want to do that. So there's a bunch of things that I'm like putting on my list. Yeah. Uh, tai Chi is another one. Like I've dabbled, but I really want to go to a straight up, not a blend class, but a straight up Tai Chi class for a while when I'm older and like really yeah. study because I think it's beautiful and it's meditative. Um, you know, so I trust, I'm always got things I'm going to be doing. I, I've got a list for each <laughs> decade that I want to be working on. <laughs> nice. I love it. I love it. All right. Next question. What did you want to be when you were a child? Oh my gosh. Um, I definitely wanted to be a vet for a while because I love animals and I'm still involved in animal rescue at different levels. Animals are just, I'm such a softie. You'll see animals in almost all my stories, kids stories and stuff because I just love them. So I wanted to be a vet, but then I realized like if I have to operate on one, I don't do well with blood and poop and all of that. I was like, I don't, I can do that. Mm -hmm. So I keep telling my husband and when we're older, a little older, I was like, we're going to have a farm and I'm going to take in like a hundred rescue animals. So prepare (laughs) yourself because I want many donkeys and many goats and I want to rescue pigs and I want all of it. I want all of it. Like just a whole farm of rescue animals. So that's going to happen at some point. It's going to happen. My first million or something, I'm (laughs) just going to go adopt as many little sad animals as I can and make them all happy. Nice. That's... (laughs) That's that's an amazing goal. I love it. (laughs) Please, please reach out to me when you do get a farm. Right? I I mean, uh, I'm originally from California. So, you know, Pasadena is just down the road. Yeah. Awesome. All right. What's, um, what is your favorite movie or TV show? That's so hard. That's a hard one, right? I mean, are we talking past? Are we talking present? Are we talking for aesthetic story? Whatever. Um, you can add all sorts of categories, but there's only oh one favorite. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, no, there's never one favorite for me. I know. I, know. I, I have to say, one of the recent things that I've watched that I really loved was Devs, the series. It's by the guy who did Ex Machina. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Um, I'm a sucker for aesthetic movies. So like um, Marie Antoinette, uh, just anything that's a big, beautiful movie, I love. Mm-hmm. But then I also love small, intimate movies as well. So I'm just, I have, I have tons of favorites. I'm one of those people. I never have one. Some people have oh, one. I never have one. I never it's, have one favorite color. Mine's like no. the color of the moment. Yeah. Like I never have one favorite food. I'm just not that person. I'm, I'm your rainbow works, girl. Works for me. <laughs> depending on the day, the time, the hour. I don't even have one favorite genre of music. Like during the day, I listen to three different kinds of music in one day. Like I just literally, I'm. I, I feel you. I do the same. I have techno at one point and I'll have some hard metal. Right. And it's just like, you know, it's like, how blues, does that relate? Just, I don't know. It's what I'm in the mood for. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Next one would be about your favorite superhero. And I don't know if you're a superhero person. Oh gosh. I love that. I, I want to be one. I, in fact, I, I created one years ago that I was going to be, and I may need to go back to that story and revamp it and do it again. But, um, you know, it's, you know, what's funny is I'm not really, I'm, I'm not a fan type person. Like I want to be the superhero. Sure. I'm not like fans of superheroes where I'm like, oh, I love Wonder Woman or Superman. No, I want to be Wonder Woman or Superman. Hell yeah. Well, that was but my I know, next. I know what my super superhero power would be. Mm-hmm. That I've narrowed down because we've okay. had, I've played this game with myself many times. So I had one, I had one superpower gift. It would be to turn myself into any animal I wanted to at any time. I'd be like Mystique 
but I would only turn into animals. So I could be like a fox or a rabbit or a snake well, or a bird. Or well, there is a superhero that has those abilities. I can't remember the name of that character. Mm. But I wouldn't the, care to be other people. I wouldn't care to be objects. Yeah. I want to turn into different animals and have their abilities. Well, I want to be able to hear and smell and Have you seen Wild Kratts? Wild Kratts on PBS. No, Wild Kratts. Kratts. It's the Kratt brothers. You're going to have to check it out because that is your, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. Um, So the the question that you might be leaning into is what movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it? Oh, I love, you know what's crazy is a lot of the roles that I'm drawn to are actually played by males traditionally. So, but I do know I love things that are larger than life. Yeah. That are either a superhero or a sci-fi, something that's that has powers, you know, Harry Potter. Yeah. All, all of that stuff. Anything that's that's bigger than just reality, I love. Whether, you know, there's so many sides to that again. There's so many sides. Yeah, right, magic. Well, I definitely would want magic. Like some, want some kind of magic. It. Okay. Well, we'll we'll put you down as Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next, the and last question is: If you were a board game, what would it be? If you got to be a board game. Uh, boy, probably Twister. Is that oh. a board game? It's a game. I don't know. It's more like a floor game, but yeah. yeah. But I think it'd be some version of Twister because mm-hmm. I like, I like, I'm, I'm a real touch person. I'm yeah. a connection person. And yeah. I love kind of messing things up to where it's like, everybody wants to sit and I'm like, no, let's twist. Let's tie ourselves <laughs> in knots and see what happens. You get on red, I'll get on blue. And let's see what happens. You know what I mean? Oh, I feel like man. that's like my brain in a game it's <laughs> twister it's like we're connected but it's awkward and isn't this cool <laughs> you know colors, i never, I never really colored. played that game dude <laughs> i never played that game just never got into it or ne- it was it was never happened that no. we played we that we played trust that's yeah. hilarious yeah but that's awesome dude it's <laughs> He's like, I'm sorry. I don't think I want to be your friend anymore, Shanna. No, I do. I love that. I love the concept of the game. I, I just never got to play it, you know? <laughs> I never was a um, a toddler or a, you know, a, a teenager in the States where Twister was readily available. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Shanna, thank you so much for your time. Uh, for your time coming on, talking about so many awesome things about producing, about telling stories. And I think you, you tell stories really well and, um, and it, it leans into you know, your experience and, and what you've been doing for the past many years. Where can my audience find you? Well, my personal site is Forrestall, which is my last name, forrestallconsulting.com. And that's where you'll find out about me as a talent, but also all of my gazillion projects, <laughs> as much <laughs> as I can keep it updated. Yeah. Um, the, that's where all that, all that data will be. You can find me, you can find what I'm doing and where that spins out into a million different directions. Nice. Um, anything to do with my book is also on the site, but it also has a direct domain called Why the Girl. Um, and then My Calm World is where we're releasing all of the bedtime stories. That's where the meditations will come. Also, we are doing a giveaway right now. We're giving away copies of my children's book. 
So if anybody wants to win a copy of that, there's no charge in enter or whatever. Nice. Uh, yeah, they can sign up. And we would love for some parents to take advantage of that and get copies of the book. Uh, actually, Friday, next, this Friday, this Friday, uh, Why the Girl Became a Cat is the story that's coming out on the bedtime stories. It's coming mm-hmm. out in audio form across all the platforms. And that is the book we're giving away. And we're going to do that through May if, if anybody wants to sign up. Go to mycalmworld.com under giveaways and sign up to, to win a free copy of the book. Awesome. I'll be sure to include these links to the, to the podcast episode so that people can take advantage. And thank you so much for your time. Absolutely. And I'm on all the social too, if they look for me. Oh, yes, absolutely. Shanna Forrestal, Shanna from Louisiana. You can always find me under Shanna from Louisiana. People get my name. Um, but I'm on all the social medias. I'm on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and all Fantastic. We'll be sure to include all of those social media, websites, and the giveaway to the podcast episode. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode on Hacks and Hobbies. We absolutely appreciate your contribution. You can find additional notes on hacksandhobbies.com. Please share the podcast with your friends and tell them what you learned about our guest today.